Blog Talk Radio. Gentlemen, and welcome to the Rifleman Radio Show on Appleseed Radio. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in tonight. We've got uh, a bit of a different show, but uh, I think that you're all going to enjoy it. <clears throat> so, the Rifleman Radio Show is a project of the Appleseed Project. <clears throat> the Appleseed Project is the sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. The Revolutionary War Veterans Association is an organization dedicated to teaching rifle marksmanship and also to teaching folks about their history, their heritage, and the events that uh, occurred on April 19, 1775, and then ran for eight long years afterwards the day that started our nation, that started the eight long years of the American Revolutionary War, which began the American Revolution. These are two different things. The American Revolutionary War had a beginning and an end. The American Revolution had a beginning, and yet it was never meant to have an end. It was meant to be a continuing uh, experiment in expanding freedoms and liberties. And that's what that's what the American Revolution was meant to do. Now, the Revolutionary War Veterans Association, obviously, 
there are no veterans left from the American Revolutionary War. No, I don't have to tell you that. So what are we doing? What we're doing is making sure that those folks that stood together at Lexington Green, at the North Bridge in Concord, along Battle Road back to Boston, making sure that that their sacrifices, that their commitment to this nation isn't forgotten, and that we honor them. Now, how do you honor someone? Well, you remember them, and that's what we do. We tell the story of those men and women, and we honor them. Okay. <clears throat> the way we honor them is that at the at the Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship events, we tell what we call the story. It's a three-part story, and we call it the three strikes of the match story. We tell the story of the events that occurred on April 19, 1775, about the folks who mustered at Lexington Green, about the folks later on who met the British regulars at the North Bridge in Concord. And then the story of the British regulars marching back to Boston, which began the siege of Boston. We tell these at rifle, rifle marksmanship events, the two-day rifle marksmanship events that we hold. <clears throat> Want to find out how to go to one and hear the story? Well, I can help you there. Starting the weekend of the 6th and 7th, of March. We have events in Fresno, California, Gaston, South Carolina, Hawkinsville, Georgia, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Pittsburgh, Kansas, Red Bluff, California, Toccoa, Georgia, Waterman, Illinois. That takes us to the March 13th and 14th weekend, which begins in Birmingham, Alabama followed by Farmington, New Mexico, Henderson, Minnesota, Racine, Wisconsin, Williamston, Michigan, Augusta, Georgia, starts the March 20th, 21st weekend, followed by Canton, Mississippi, Colebrook, Connecticut, Davila, Texas, March 20th and 21st. Now, folks, that one's going to be the the apple seed that follows the boot camp. The boot camp starts up a uh, week after next, <clears throat> and then the 20th and 21st is the apple seed that follows the boot camp. And we're going to have a really great show. We always do following the boot camp. We've got a lot of new instructors. Uh, they worked a hard, hard week learning their craft, and they're getting a chance to finally put it to use. And they do a great job every time. So we love having a big uh, crowd then. You'll get the benefit also because uh, it won't be a uh, it won't be a a small group of instructors there waiting for you when you arrive. Uh, there's always a ton of instructors. So usually the folks that taught at the boot camp, and then the new batch of instructors. So if you want a chance to get some really good one-on-one instruction at an apple seed event, and you'll get it most of the time anyway. But if you want to get even more, come to a uh, apple seed that follows the boot camp, and that one will be occurring March 20th. 21st in Davila, Texas. That's followed by Escondido, California, 
Lancaster, Ohio, Louisville, Tennessee, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Osage Beach, Missouri, uh, Piru, California, Sacramento, California, Stinson, West Virginia, Yanceyville, North Carolina. That begins the week of weekend of March 27th, 28th. That's the Amarillo Indoor Shoot, followed by Buckeye, Arizona, Evansville, Indiana, Miamisburg, Ohio, Mayaca City, Florida, and Ramsar, North Carolina. That brings us to the first weekend in April. Man, April is just one month away. We'll start off with Bates City, Montana, Lewiston, Idaho, followed by the April 10th and 11th weekend of Crittenden, Kentucky, Las Cruces, New Mexico. All right. Now I'm going to roll out the April 17th and 18th weekend. Here we go. Get you something to drink, get you something to eat, because it's a long list. Albion, New York. Almonds, Pennsylvania. Alton, Illinois. Athens, Ohio. Beckley, West Virginia. Bennington, Vermont. Bonfield, Illinois. Bottineau, North Dakota. Boulder City, Nevada, Brighton, Colorado, Broken Bow, Nebraska, Buckingham, Virginia, Burlington Flats, New York, Calverton, New York, Canton, Mississippi, Carrollton, Kentucky, Castle Rock, Washington, Castro Valley, California, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, Cloverdale, Indiana, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, College Station, Texas, Columbia, uh, I can't read, I can't read the screen without my glasses now, Columbiana, Alabama, Corona, California, Corpus Christi, Texas, Custer, South Dakota, Dalton, New Hampshire, Davila, Texas, Duluth, Minnesota, Duran, Illinois, Elbridge, New York, Elk River, Minnesota, Eureka, California, and Eureka, Kansas, Evansville, Indiana, Fenton, Michigan, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Fountain, Colorado, Gainesville, Florida, Grandfield, Oklahoma, Gunnison, Colorado, Hartford, Connecticut, Hartford, Harvard, Massachusetts, Hernando County, Florida, Holderness, New Hampshire, Hubertus, Wisconsin, Kimmermere, Wyoming, Kingsport, Tennessee, Knob Creek, Kentucky, Lemoore, California, 
Lobelville, Tennessee, Lodi, Wisconsin, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Maynardville, Tennessee, Miamisburg, Ohio, Middlebury, Vermont, Midland, Texas, Montrose, Indiana, Mayaka City, Florida, New Bremen, New York, New Philadelphia, Ohio, North Little Rock, Arkansas, Osage Beach, Missouri, Pelham, New Hampshire, Peterborough, New Hampshire, Piru, California, Perrier, Tennessee, Ramsar, North Carolina, Raton, New Mexico, Red Bluff, California, Ridgecrest, California, Rio Rancho, New Mexico, Rochester, Minnesota, Roswell, New Mexico, Sacramento, California, St. Augustine, Florida, San Luis Obispo, California, Santa Barbara, California, Saratoga Springs, New York, Sherburne, Louisiana, Sierra Vista, Arizona, Spooner, Wisconsin, Stinson, West Virginia, Swamico, Wisconsin, Three Forks, Montana, Vienna, Ohio, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Washburn, Missouri, Waterman, Illinois, Weatherby, Montana, Williamstown, Montana, Winslow, New Jersey, Yanceyville, North Carolina, and that's it. You guys thought I was kidding when I said it was going to be a long list, right? (laughs) Well, it is a long list, and uh, it's just getting longer. So make sure if you're going to an event, I believe that uh, I believe that we have a couple in Hawkhaven. I see you in the uh, the online chat. <clears throat> uh, I believe that you already posted that we have a uh, some events that are sold out already for the April seventeenth and eighteenth weekend shoots, commemorating the April nineteenth events. Listen, you want to make sure that uh, you got a place on the line. Make sure that uh, that you've got a place for that weekend. And this is our big weekend. This is a big thing we do every year. <clears throat> this is a uh, how old is it now? A uh, three-year-old tradition. This is a big thing for us. Uh, uh, we pull out all the stops. We fling everybody out into the field, and uh, and we try to put on a great show all across the nation border to border, coast to coast. And I don't know that uh, I don't know that anyone has ever done this before. I, I, matter of fact, I know they haven't. All right, Hawks telling me that Coeur Lane, Idaho is sold out. And Brighton, Colorado. All right, that's two locations, guys, that you don't have any chance of going to now. <clears throat> you want to make sure that you get a spot on the line. Here's what you got to do. You got to go to Appleseed Info, one word, appleseedinfo.org. That's the home page. When you're on the home page, look up on the top line of uh, tabs here. On the far left will, one, will be one that says Appleseed. Put your cursor on the Appleseed tab, and a, uh, you'll get a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, go down to Schedule. Click on Schedule. That will take you to the page I was just reading from. Now, what we'd like you to do is once you've decided uh, on an event 
the uh, location you want to attend, go to the Appleseed Info, click on Appleseed, click on Schedule, go to the page there, uh, look at the location that you have decided you would like to go to, and to the right of the location will be two hot links. One says information, that one gives you all the information you need for the, uh, the location. It'll tell you uh, directions, uh, any local uh, rules, laws, regulations, etc. <coughs> Contact information for the folks that are going to be there. Uh, and then right next to that is one that says register. What you do is you click on that one. That one takes you to the Eventbrite page where you can register, pre-register for the event. By pre-registering, you ensure that you get a place on the line, and you let us know that you're coming. By letting us know that you are coming to a certain event, we know how many instructors to schedule for that event. We know how much gear to ship out to that event. And listen, it's really going to be important for you guys to try and make sure that you pre-register for the April 17th and 18th event. We're going to have hundreds and hundreds of folks all across the country on airplanes and rental cars, hotels, etc. And we need to know how best uh, to uh, to line out our resources. We're going to be stretched thin because, as I said, when you have, uh, I believe Hawk put up the. Uh, the number that that was about 94, 95 events. And we're going to have a few more pop up between them. So you have 100 events. And uh, we need to know best how to uh, to delegate our resources for this. And you can help us by making sure that uh, you pre-register. That way we know about how many are going to which events. Uh, some places there's going to be uh, 60, 70, 80 folks. Some places, places there's going to be a dozen. So it really does matter. <clears throat> And, as I said, make sure that you have a, a place on the line. All right, for tonight, uh, I know that we usually don't have, uh, we usually don't have stuff that is not uh, uh, completely, uh, well, pretty closely related to Appleseed, but... Uh, Tonight we're doing a little bit different. We wanted to have some folks. Uh, we had a lot of people asking about uh, the uh, the band Poker Face and asking if we would invite them on, so we did. And uh, they're going to be on the show a little bit later. <clears throat> and uh, we'll play some of their music. They're uh, they're the number one. Uh, Freedom and Liberty Band in America right now. They've been playing for about 20 years uh, all across the United States. They'll be uh, playing at Knob Creek at a shoot there right before the April 17th and 18th weekend. And what we're trying to do now is get them lined up with an event in Pennsylvania for the 17th and 18th weekend and uh, get them to play in an event uh, that we're having there in Pennsylvania. I think that would be, uh, I think it would be a good way to to top off an evening of, or a day of shooting is with an evening of listening to uh, some good music 
from folks who have uh, freedom and liberty on their minds, you know, when they're playing their music. <clears throat> okay. Uh, what I'm going to do now is uh, take a few calls before we get uh, on the – before we take uh, – Poker face on, get them started, and uh, and you guys can give me your idea. Now remember, we're going to have uh, uh, David Hackett Fisher on on the 16th. So be sure you're letting people know about that. Let all your the Appleseed folks know about that because uh, Dr. Fisher wrote the book Paul Revere's Ride, and he is the uh, that is the textbook that the instructors use when we're telling the the story, the three strikes of the match story. Now he didn't come up with the three strikes thing. That was uh, that's an appleseed thing. <clears throat> but uh, but that is the textbook that we use. Uh, and I've done a lot of reading on uh, American Revolutionary War and tried to do a lot of reading on Paul Revere. But the thing is, he's one of the few authors that has taken that subject on. So it's going to be very interesting uh, speaking with him on the 16th. Make sure you put that on your calendars. All right, let's take a call real quick. Uh, area code 580, how are you doing? Pretty good, Scott. How are you feeling? How are you healing up? This is uh, Old Grunt. I'm doing pretty good. Looks like I got a lot of guys going to help me out this next weekend, so I won't be too too wore out by the time it's over with. How are the uh, events? Uh, how's the event coming along at uh, United States Shooting Academy? Last I knew that they were down to the last little bit of doing the paperwork and filling out all the uh, things we need to send into higher ups and whatnot, but it's looking good. It's going to be probably during a warmer part of the year. We've got several shoots set up prior to that one, so it's like one every month within the region around here, all the way from Pittsburgh, Kansas to Eureka, down south into Dallas area, it looks like, before too long. The Dallas guys said they're going to come up and hang out with us, too, so I think uh, the uh, April 19th Grandfield shoot is going to be full house in the clubhouse and plenty of camping. Well, you know, I the uh, shoots there at Granfield, uh, for one thing, I like the range. It's nice and uh, it's like on it's like on the moon, you know. You're you're about as far as you can get from anywhere. And then uh, Sheriff Whittington has a, uh, a nice little clubhouse there, and uh, you know it's a good place for folks to stay. If you need anything else from the uh, if you need anything else from me for the uh, USSA. Uh, event, let me know. I'll be glad to send it to you. I think everything is well in hand. What you took care of the last time that you spoke with us, everything should be fine. Okay. Are you coming to the boot camp, the March boot camp? You're really tempting me. You're really <laughs> tempting me because i got nothing else better to do. <laughs> well, you'll certainly be welcome there. I'm sure that your yes, wife would, uh, would be uh, all for you to go to. Well, yeah, she's not here tonight, or she'd have heard that and looked at me kind of funny. <laughs> the last time I jumped up out of bed and said, I'm going to the boot camp. That's all there is to it. Yeah, well, that and you made it. Uh, you drove in that next morning right at uh, Reveille, and we were glad to have you. We're ready to go. We were ready to go get on the firing run. All right. Uh, what uh, what things are you doing to start moving the 
uh, are working on the promotion for the April 17th and 18th events? Well, the gun shows, of course, and word of mouth is really getting out there. We've got a lot of websites within our, our own state in Kansas and Arkansas that we're all just kind of inter-networking what we've got going on. We're helping people in Kansas, people from Arkansas are coming to Oklahoma. So there's a lot of good things happening that way. Uh, Promotion-wise, doing the flyers like we've always done, making contacts with a lot of the different shooting groups and Believe it or not, I'm finding out that a lot of the three gunners and the IDPA guys and a bunch of the others are really wanting to come play with us too. So it's kind of intermingling with all of them. Okay, listen, guys, if uh, if any of you have any uh, any special secrets on your uh, promo that you're doing that you're as we're heading toward the April 17th, 18th weekend, uh, I'd like you to call in and. Uh, and let's get that out real quick on the air before we get we before we talk to the band. Let's get the promo stuff out. Uh, I'm going to take another caller here. Uh, area code seven one two. You're on the air. Yeah, I'm just listening in here. Yep. Oh, who's this? We're okay. Ah, uh, this is Mark. Okay, Mark, where you at? I'm out here in Western Colorado. Okay, are you one of the instructors? No, no, uh. Uh-uh. No, but just you want to be, but you want to be an instructor, right? <laughs> if I if I knew I was going to be, I work all over, and uh, if I knew I was going to be some certain place at a certain time, yeah, I'd volunteer. But yeah, <laughs> it ain't worked out. Well, yeah. I don't know for months and months where I'm going to be. You know. Right. Have you been to any of the events out there in Colorado? I I, I went to a shoot. I didn't participate up in, in Wyoming last summer. Oh, how did it go? Good, good. Yeah, it was a pretty good time. Now, are you putting the uh, April 17th, 18th weekend on your calendar? Yeah, I'm going to be somewhere then, yep. Yeah, I might run up to Kimmer for that weekend. I don't know yet. All right, well, that sounds good. All right, listen, thanks for listening to the show, and uh, I'm not going to hang up on you. I'll just just, uh, mute your mic, and you can continue to listen. Okay, area code 361, you're on the air. Hey, Scout, this is Josiah. Hey, Josiah. Welcome hey, how to you show. doing? Good, long time no see. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe I need to get up on the the villa sometime soon. Well, you know, the boot camp is uh, starting on the 14th. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been I've been thinking about it. I don't think I'll be able to make it this time, but... Uh, I'll, I'll so we see. Got, another one in, got another one in November, too, 14th to the 21st of November. Yes, sir. Well, <clears throat> on that one, I think I'm, I'm almost guaranteed to come. All right. <laughs> but, well, how's everybody hope, doing there? How's the family doing? Well, we're doing good. I'm down here at a, or closing up a polling place right now. I worked as a uh, voting clerk today. So. And where are the you, uh, you going to be on the 17th uh, 18th weekend? Well, I'm going to be here in Corpus conducting, uh, so. Okay. So at the, at, at <clears throat> the shoot here in Corpus, I'll be uh, trying to help Pop and keep him in line, you know, how he he can get, you know. Oh, yeah. Now, have you already signed up on the uh, instructor schedule for it? Yes, sir, I have. Okay, perfect. And uh, And then you'll be coming to the November boot camp, so... That looks good for you. All right. 
anything you want to put out as far as uh, what you're doing with your promo or anything for uh, the 17th and 18th? Well, um, me and uh, Pop actually we, we had a uh, recently had a uh, historical dance. We called it a cotillion, um, and it was kind of an interesting deal because it was it was one place where not really thinking about uh, actually talking about apple seed. You know, it's a dance; people are dancing. But he actually turned out real good. We set up a table um, and uh, had apple seed brochures and information, and uh, and me and Pop both um, did a. Uh, Got a lot of contacts and uh, and a lot of uh, really good people that sound like they're interested in coming. So hopefully we'll see uh, some of them in our next shoot uh, this this uh, March 20th and uh, and hopefully April as well. So it's it's looking good and uh, and hopefully me and Pop will be able to do uh, go to a couple gun shows between. And then I've been uh, talking to uh, friends and you know family uh, around in our neighborhood and area. About it and uh, getting some good responses, so hopefully we're going to fill them up, uh, fill up the ranges our next couple of shoots. So it's looking good. Okay, that sounds great. Now, listen, you mentioned gun shows, and I want to touch on that for just a second because, <clears throat> you know, earlier on we had uh, we did quite a few gun shows, and we didn't get much of a return on them, but that was because uh, we were a new organization. We had. Uh, we didn't have a lot of uh, uh, a lot of credibility because uh, every day somewhere somebody starts up an organization. They're saying, you know, we're so and so, we're such and such organization, and we're going to do such and such. And and everybody says, fine, good, great. You know, give me a call when you do something. Well, we've done something now. We have, we've proven that we have staying power. Uh, so we have a lot more credibility. Uh, we have a lot more recognition than we used to have. So. I've gotten feedback from several of the folks who went and did gun shows uh, to get the word out about Appleseed recently, and they've really got a good return on them. So if you guys uh, are thinking about going to a gun show, go ahead and plan it out. Go ahead and do it. One of the things that I'm gonna, uh, I want to tell you is that a lot of the gun shows <clears throat> will donate tables to uh, nonprofit organizations. You know, they can take the tax write-off. So talk to the gun shows, see if they'll donate a table. And you don't need a whole lot. Uh, get the uh, the promotional materials. Get them sh- sent to you. Uh, set up a couple of AQTs. Uh, you know, have some of the uh, the rifles that we use at events there, and, uh, and just be ready to talk to folks about the program. Uh, tell them some of the history. Uh, take some of the uh, keep some of the targets that people have been shooting. One of the things I was talking to the guy about the other day is uh, is having uh, like a, a, a run of the Redcoats. Pick a person who uh, who shot a Redcoat on Saturday morning, and they didn't do so great. And they shot one on Saturday evening, they did a lot better. Shot one on Sunday morning even better, and then shot one Sunday evening. And you can sit there and look and see how their groups pulled down really tight. I think that... Uh, that does a lot better than than uh, any amount of speaking is letting them see how tight the groups pulled down by Sunday evening uh, when they were shooting. Anyway, get your group, get a couple of buddies together, and uh, and go to the gun show, and you can you can walk around and uh, you know take a look at the guns and stuff, and and while the other folks are watching the table, and uh, and get the word out about the apple seed program. All right. Uh, 
tell you, while we're waiting on Poker Face, I'm going to go ahead and play one of their songs for you guys. Uh, Josiah, thanks. I'm just going to put you back on uh, mute so you can listen. Okay, well, uh, Scout, uh, it was good talking with you. Um, just one last thing I was going to tell um, all my uh, fellow Texans, uh, happy Ind- Texas Independence Day. And happy Texas Independence Day to you too, my brother. Yes, sir. All right, you guys take care. Like I you said, too, I'm gonna Scout. Play, uh, I'm going to play a song from Poker Face and uh, to get you guys warmed up on it. Okay, I just lost the... Uh, the switchboard for a second there. Looks like we're having another wonderful tech night here. Okay, here we go.
are going to be, uh, I heard about Appleseed from him. And then they'll point to the person next to him. Because the person next to them came to an event. <clears throat> and they went home and said, told their friend, they said, look, you gotta, you got to come to this. you got to come to this event with me. <clears throat> you're going to learn a lot. You have a great time. You're going to meet some of the best folks in the nation. And uh, and while you're doing it, we're going to help you get uh, started on fulfilling your obligation to the nation. And so they did. So they came, and they indeed had a great time. And then they went home. They told somebody else. So word of mouth is our super secret low tech high yield. Method. And how do you do it? Well, just make a list. Make a list of the folks that uh, that are in your life, folks that you'd like to be even more in your life, folks that you'd like to spend a weekend shooting with, and uh, invite them. A lot of people are, are they're waiting to go somewhere with you. They're waiting to go to uh, a shooting event with you or do anything with you. Uh, because if you're a person that actually thinks about coming to an Appleseed event, that automatically makes you one of the best folks America has to offer, which means a lot of folks are looking at you and thinking, you know what, I think I'd like to spend some time with uh, this guy or this gal because they seem to me like a true American, and and I think I'd like to spend some time with them. So they're just waiting for you to invite them to come to a shooting event. So look around you. Think about the folks uh, that are in your life. That could be uh, the first one and most obvious one is what about your wife? What about your wife? Now you you may think that she doesn't want to uh, she doesn't want to spend a weekend shooting, but have you asked her lately? Because I'm telling you, I see a lot of men and their wives there shooting because this isn't a, this isn't a, a a drinking and hunting trip. Uh, where the guys don't take baths and uh, and they drink a lot and they curse and they kill things and split them open. That's not what we're doing. We're going to get together with a lot of other folks and uh, you're going to learn how to improve your rifle marksmanship, which everybody should want to do, and you're going to hear about the, the history of the nation, why you meet other really high-caliber individuals. And your wife probably would like to uh, to come along and be involved in that. So ask your wife. See what she says. You know, we have several man and wife uh, instructor teams, and they do a great job. They do a really great job, and uh, they have a great time doing it. So ask your wife first, and then uh, ask uh, the rest of your family members. You know, this weekend, this last weekend, at the event, we had uh, one man responsible for seven attendees. There was himself, his son, uh, his uh, three daughters, his wife, his mom. Uh, the whole family came out, and they all had a bang-up time. So ask your family members. Ask your brother. Maybe you and your brother haven't done anything for a while together. This is a good chance for you guys to do something together. Uh, and since we don't uh, we don't have a lot of uh, we don't have a lot of time for chit chat, you won't have to talk to him that much. But uh, but you can be beside him on the line, beside your brother on the line, 
working on improving your rifle marksmanship while your brother right beside you is doing the same thing. Listen, that's a good feeling. That's a good feeling in more ways than one. You're getting to spend some time with your brother, and you know now that your brother has improved his rifle marksmanship, which means that has made him a better person, a more qualified person, a person who's better able to handle themselves. <clears throat> ask your uh, ask your, your father to come out. Uh, we probably have more father and son shooting teams than anything else. Ask your dad to come along. Ask your son to come along. If you've got uh, a son, and, or, or ask your grandson. I've got an instructor who brings his grandsons every time he comes. A lot of folks doing that, bringing their grandsons. Ask, uh, and the, your your grandsons, your sons and your grandsons are all free, right? So I'm not doing this to hype up uh, for any extra money, because there's not going to be any extra money given. I'm doing it because I want you to pass this on. I want you to pass the heritage on to your sons, your grandsons. Don't think back years from now when you can't do anything about it. Don't think back then and say, you know what? I wish I would have taken the time to uh, to get my son involved in this, you know, to teach him how to shoot. Or my grandkids. Uh, and then look around at uh, your neighbors. Maybe the guy next door. Maybe this is a good way to get to know him. Go to an apple seed. Say, hey, buddy, uh, you know, if you would you like to uh, improve your rifle marksmanship? Let's uh, let's go to an apple seed event. Make a nice weekend of it. A uh, chance to camp out. Uh, well, you don't have to camp out. You can stay in a hotel just as easy. And, uh, but a, a good chance to uh, spend some time with your neighbor, your doctor, your attorney, your checkout clerk, anybody. Anybody and everybody. Because those people that you actually see, that you interact with during the day, those are the folks who are going to be there with you, who are going to be there with you locally. Uh, whenever something does happen, whenever there is some type of uh, national or state emergency, you, you want those folks uh, to be able to handle themselves, to be able to uh, to shoot if they need to shoot, to be able to understand that they have a responsibility, a duty to their community and to their nation. And I don't mean uh, by shooting they have a duty. I'm saying that they have a duty, a responsibility to safeguard the freedoms and liberties of your community and your state and your nation because Appleseed isn't just about shooting. Appleseed is about making folks understand that the time to get off the couch is now. The day to get started is today. The time to start doing something to ensure that you're safeguarding the freedoms and liberties the founding fathers left in your care, that's today, buddy. That's today. So you want the folks that you're around all the time to be doing that. You want those folks to understand that uh, they're part of the answer. So talk to the folks that uh, talk to the folks that you see on a daily basis, your family members, your friends, your neighbors, the people you work with, you know, coworkers. There's another one. <clears throat> uh, it's not going to cost you anything. And the very, you know what the most they're going to do? The most they're going to say is no. And if they say no, well, fine, no problem. 
But the best they're going to do is they're going to say yes. And when they say yes, then there's another person you're going to be able to count on, uh, you know, to help you pass on the tradition of rifle marksmanship and help you spread the word and help remember and honor the founding fathers. All right, let's take another call. Area code uh, 912, you're on the air. Uh-oh. 912-877. That would be me there, Scout. Okay, who's this? This is Cannon Man. Well, Dave, I thought that sounded like you. Yeah. How I are was, you doing? I'm doing all right. I was just uh, having problems with the CPU, so I dialed in so I could hear you. <laughs> I got caught. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Well, listen, my brother, uh, how are things going with you? Um, they're moving right along, I hope. Okay, I, I caught the very tail end of a conversation um, when I'm switching back and forth between the two. Did you just say that uh, you had a son that just enlisted? Yeah, my youngest one, uh, Davey, the youngest, enlisted uh, about three, four weeks ago. He'll leave May 30th. Okay, where's he going to school at? Uh, well, he'll be headed to basic at Fort Jackson and uh, advanced AIT at uh, Fort Lee. Okay. What's his uh, MOS going to be? What's his job? Uh, I think it's 93 Yankee. 93 Yankee. You'll have to refresh me. Excuse me, David? 93 Alpha. Uh, 92 Alpha. It's an automated supply specialist. Wow. Well, that just goes to show you that that there there are a lot of jobs uh, in the military. And, uh, you know, that I've told my daughters uh, that I certainly I certainly would not try and stop them from uh, from enlisting because uh, because of all the benefits. Uh, I even have one daughter who already told me she's going to be a Marine Corps fighter pilot. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sometimes that worries me just because, uh, uh, you know, she's kind of a a spaz, but. But uh, I have a lot of faith in her. You know, she's still just a, a little thing. They grow up quick, real quick. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> it was just a few hours ago that, uh, uh, you know, I was wrapping her up when she was born. So. Yep. And yep. Uh, Davey's a baby, and uh, it seems like yesterday he was five years old and running down the street trying to run away. <laughs> man. Now he's 19 now, and moving on. Now, did he come to any of the apple seeds? Yeah, Davey's been to three. He's made rifleman twice, so he's pretty well versed on what he's supposed to do. Well, that'll certainly help him out uh, in basic because, uh, you know, they just get a, a very rudimentary uh, amount of instruction before, uh, you know, they're asked to qualify. So somebody who's been to an apple seed is going to have a big jump on, uh, you know, on the rest of the folks. and. Right. Uh, he owns his own AR, and he's he's pretty familiar with firearms. I I don't know that his particular MOS has much to do with that, but everybody's a rifleman when they have to be. Right. You know, I was talking to some uh, some medical folks uh, this last week about that, and uh, they were saying, "Well, we're we're mainly uh, you know uh, in medical, and uh, so I don't know how much we would have you know how much we'd be doing with a rifle." Well. The thing is, with uh, in modern, uh, certainly in the modern conflicts that we're in now, is that 
you know, everybody at some point uh, might end up having to be a rifleman. And the time to learn is not right then when it's happening. You know, you need to have some skills with you uh, when that happens. So, Right. The battlefield today doesn't have much of a rear echelon. It's kind of a vertical field, and everything's in play at once. That's right. Now, where are you going to be on the 17th and 18th? Uh, at this point, I'm still not clear to do anything on weekends. I'm, I was wanting to do some things and go maybe to Ohio for the 17th, 18th, but I, I still haven't been cleared. I'm supposed to have a pacemaker slash defibrillator put in sometime either end of this month or the first of next month, and maybe then I'll be allowed to do some things again. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I'll put you on the, uh, I'll put you on our church's prayer board, right next to Old Grunt. Uh, yeah, there you go. And uh, you can see, you can hear from his voice. He's doing pretty good, so yeah. I think you'll be in good hands. Like I said, our church is a, it's a very very small church, uh, but we're pretty tight with the Lord, and uh, and we do a lot of praying. So we'll be praying for you, Dave. I've I've improved quite a bit since this all started happening last fall. So hopefully things will continue to improve and I'll be back to something close to normal again although there's probably those out there that will concede that I never was close to normal in the first place <laughs> no you're not and you know why because because you're one of those 99.99% uh, of the Americans who show up at the apple seeds that makes you highly uh, abnormal you're the mm -hmm. kind of guy who'll show up and uh, and do something uh, about his nation matter of fact I'm going to take this time real quick just to mention how much you do. Uh, Dave has a program that goes into the schools and actually teaches the uh, school kids uh, about the the lives of the people living during the period of the American Revolutionary War, and uh, and it's it's like a it's like one of those 100% immersion programs where they have uh, uh, how many people in your group? I've seen photographs before of like uh, a dozen or two dozen folks at once. Uh, when we do the colonial days at the schools, there's about 18 people, 18 adults. Right, and they'll have the the tents set up. They'll have a blacksmith's kind of shop area where they're making tools and showing the kids how to do it. They've got they're preparing food. Uh, they're doing everything. And uh, and Dave himself is the the happy owner of, of who knows how many cannons. But uh, usually you take the cannons to the to the events also. I don't know if you can if they let you take uh, any firearms under the schools. I think you said they did at one point. Yeah, I, st I still take them to the local county schools and to the school on Fort Stewart. Um, the Brown Bess, the Charleville, American Long Rifle, the swords, the bayonets, the cannons. We get to fire them on most locations. There's one or two places that uh, it's not that they don't want us to fire. That we're just too close to housing to, to be able to pull it off. Right, and and this isn't just a this isn't just a little hobby with Dave either. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys turned it into a job. Uh, last time I talked to you, uh, you guys had given the uh, your Colonial Days type instruction to over 120,000 school children. Yeah, over the last 14 years, we figured we were over 100,000. I mean, that's that's absolutely commendable, you know. There's there's very few folks like that. So yeah, Dave, I would say that uh, that you are very abnormal. I suppose the, most people would agree with you there too. <laughs> Is there anything that I can do for you? 
no, we're doing real good. I I plan on making a couple of gifts to uh, Son of Martha that I'm sure he'll make lots of noise with. So maybe he'll head your way sometime and play with them out there. Uh, well, I know that the the folks that uh, get to attend the events that uh, that Dave Cannon Man uh, goes to, and uh, let's see, you're going to Tacoa for a while, and uh, where else? We, we were running the, our own events here in Hinesville for the last uh, since 2007. But our range closed up three months ago, and we don't have a range now. Hmm. So uh, Tacoa, uh, the Columbia shoot at Gaston, and Hinesville were the three that we took the cannons to. Right. And uh, so if you were lucky enough to go to one of those events, then uh, a lot of folks there actually got to uh, fire the cannon. I mean, I saw the uh, you were letting uh, the folks who attend – take a shot with the brown bass and uh, with the other uh, fire locks and see how they did, because you had some uh, some red coat targets. Uh, I don't mean the uh, apple seed red coats. I mean some actual life-size painted red coat targets. And then, uh, and then they would actually fire the cans, too, which uh, I can only imagine uh, from the photographs the looks on the people's faces after they put that... Uh, that matched the touch hole and uh, fired that thing off. There must have been a, uh, a beaming joy on their face. Yeah, they're pretty surprised just how much that thing bucks and rolls when it when it goes off. And uh, they're also real surprised just how hard it is to hit a target with a brown bess or a smoothbore. It, it's um, frightfully inaccurate after 30, 40 yards. And people really get a feel for what was going on at the Battle Road when the British were having to close to so, such close ranges and, and then taking fire from the boys in a different locations with buck and ball. It makes a big difference when you're loading multiple projectiles. Yeah, and whenever you have uh, 80 guys closed up in a tight uh, in a tight formation so that they actually appear to be the size of a, of a barn wall, you know? Yeah. So if you can hit the side of the barn, you know, at uh, at a hundred paces, then uh, then you could hit somebody in that formation. And like you say, a lot of the guys were loading up buck and ball, which is uh, usually it's it's one or two uh, of the larger caliber balls, and then a handful of uh, you know of the smaller shot, uh, all the way up to like the double lot buck size, and uh, and then blast off the blast those off at the formation. And uh, somebody's going to catch something. And I don't care if you only catch one or two little double lot pellets. Those are 38 caliber pellets. And uh, that's pretty good to uh, ruin your day. Yes, it is. Let alone, now you gave me, you sent me a, uh, a box of the, uh, of the, of the balls. And uh, I tell you, whenever I pull those out and I show them to the folks, you can just see on their faces, you can see that the cringe when they look at the size of that thing, I say, that's right. That's right. That's what these guys were looking at. They're getting hit by a pecan-sized chunk of lead. And, uh, you know, you don't, I'm telling you, you don't walk away from that. No, that was um, not a good situation to be wounded in that time period, that's for sure. Well, thanks for all that you've been doing, Dave. And, uh, and once again, like I said, I'm going to put you on the, on the prayer board at the church, so well, I appreciate it. You, you ought to start. Uh, you ought to start getting some good vibrations 
let's see, tonight's Tuesday, by tomorrow night. <laughs> I sure hope so. I just came off my monitor, and tomorrow I go to have my evaluation, so we'll see what they say. All right. If there's anything else I can do, please let me know. I'm fine. Thanks a lot, Scout. All right, and thank you. And I'll be looking for you. I'm going to be looking for you on the uh, on the line on the 17th and 18th because uh, uh, I'm going to stand in belief that uh, everything is going to go well. They're going to release you, and they're going to put you back on the line, full active duty uh, at one of the locations on the 17th and 18th. That would be good. I'm getting a bit bored. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to hang up on you. I'm just going okay. to uh, close the mic and, and open up another one. Thank you, Dave. You take care. All right. So, Dave, we owe Dave uh, a great debt because he has been doing a lot in the program, and uh, he's always been very active, and uh, and not just within the program, but like I said, he's he's been running his own program uh, in order to educate kids and stuff for uh, a couple of decades now, and 120,000 kids, That's and that's a lot of folks. That's a lot of folks who may not have gotten the message otherwise, who may not have known uh, what it was like to live back in that time and, and what those people had to do and the sacrifices that they made so that we could have the nation that we have today. You know, that's one of the things that we try and get across to you at Appleseed is that <clears throat> you got to leave the I behind. It can't just be about I. It can't just be about you, because you're just uh, you're just in the bigger scheme of things. You're just going to be a punctuation mark here. So you got to think about those that came before you, what they did for you, and those that are coming after you. Those that come after. You've got to try and make this a better place for those that come after you, the same way that those that came before us did. We can't trash this place and then hand it off to our kids and grandkids and say, you fix it. You fix it. I'm tired. We've got to try and fix it ourselves now. We've got to try and fix it while we still can now so we can hand something better to those that come after us. I want to give my kids something better than I had. I want to give them something better, a better life, a better nation, a better government. I want to give that to my children. So I got to do something. I can't uh I can't wait for somebody else to do it. Besides, it's not their job, it's my job. It's my sacred obligation to make sure that my home is a better home, my community is a better community, my state is a better state, my nation is a better nation. My nation is the best nation it can possibly be. The the way for that to happen is not to say, I hope that government gets their act together and they turn this nation around, because that's never going to happen. Let me tell you right now, that is never going to happen. This nation is depending on the folks it has always depended on. And that's those people that were written about in that document. We, the people of these United States. That's the government. We, the people 
of these United States. We make the decisions. We make this a better or a worse place. The government is not the president. The government is not your senator or your congressman uh, or your any of your representatives. The government is not some agency that's taking care of you or, or supervising you. It's not some alphabet agency. The government, and the folks, I, I tell this to the folks at the Apple seats when I'm there with them, the government, at least a small part of it, is standing right here with me today. It's you, and you, and you, and you. You are the government. You are the we, the people, written about in that document. Whether this nation becomes a better nation or a worse nation is sitting squarely on your shoulders. My shoulders, your shoulders, the guy standing next to your shoulders, the responsibility falls on you. You know, they always say the buck stops here. Well, the buck does stop here, right down here, with us, with we, the people. We decide if it's going to be a better nation or not. And personally, as I said, I want to leave a better nation for my family, for my kids. I want to leave a better home for them, a better community. The only way I'm going to do that is by taking responsibility for it myself, by making sure that every day I'm trying to be a better man, I'm trying to do a better job, I'm trying to improve myself, I'm trying to every day teach what I know to someone else. All right, uh, area code seven one two two four nine. You're on the air. Are you listening? Seven one two two four nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to you earlier tonight. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Me. All right. Yeah. I just saw the the numbers pop back up. All right. I'll, okay. I'll I'll leave you be and I'll move on. Unless you got something you want to jump in with. No, I'll push that number one button like that gal told me if I need to talk. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All righty. Okay. All right, area code uh, 812-287. You're on the air. Hey, it's me, Tech Uh Okay, so I just uh, – the, all the, uh, the numbers just uh, switched on me again. So, all right, Tech, let me uh, – I'll put you back in the uh, the mute there. All right, here we go. Area code 270, you're on the air, 293. Yeah, this is me, uh, Don D. Hey, Don, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I assume you are, too. You sound real good. Well, I, I could complain, but I don't know that it ever does anything. <laughs> Rarely does. <laughs> uh, the uh, The main reason I called in is I don't know if anyone else has been having this trouble or not, but... But uh, up until just a few minutes ago, there was another uh, broadcast being simultaneously broadcast over yours, and it was really overpowering you. Really? And, uh, uh, I don't know if it's just me or not, but I'd sure hate for something like that to happen on March 16th. Yeah. Well, uh, did anybody else, I'm going to ask the folks in chat, did anybody else uh, uh, get... Uh, 
what Don D was talking about? Did anybody else get any kind of uh, of an over uh, broadcast on while they were listening? Uh, hard to say what's going to happen on here. I'm, I'm uh, you know, I I'm getting very uh, upset with the with the the treatment I guess that just the the regular folks are getting here on the uh at blog talk. Uh I would imagine that uh, you're not gonna get this if you pay for a premium for the upgrade. Uh I think it's about uh I don't know, thirty another thirty bucks a month. Uh I just hesitate to pay for it because I'm already paying uh seventy for the uh, satellite and equipment to do the show and you know, you're just uh, there's only so much time and so much money in the world. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I understand I'm, that. I'm gonna, I will uh, make a note of that. And uh, they actually put up a a new thing here at the bottom of the page that says uh, that if you have any problems or anything, to uh, to let them know. So, I'll do that as soon as we finish up with the show find out what the deal is. Like I said, I think that, uh, you know, in the beginning, everything was uh, was free. All of the stuff here was free. And then uh, once they've got, uh, I don't know how many thousands of uh, uh, programs running, they said, well, now we can, we can offer something, you know, to offer them like premium channels and stuff, and that's what they're doing now. So now it looks like... Uh, the majority of the folks in the chat say that they're that they didn't get it, but several of the folks did. So I'll have to find out from from Blog Talk why that is, why it's not work, why it's not uh, everybody, and uh, and why you're getting it. Now I'll also see that uh, OG, you said when when do the uh, I don't ever hear any uh, advertisements. On my end, uh, do they play advertisements during the show? Last week uh, there was some interference, but it was just intermittent. Uh, but this was almost continuous for almost an hour, I guess. Hmm. Well, I mean, did you do you guys ever hear any uh, advertisements, you know, for the show? Last week it seemed to me like it was mostly advertisements, but. Uh, but this week it was some other show. I think it had something to do with the movie. They were talking about vampires. But oh, I didn't great. pay all that much attention to it. All right. Well, what do you got? Uh, where will you be on the weekend of the 17th and 18th? Have you found out yet? Yeah, I'll be at our at my home club range at Perrier, Tennessee. Okay. And... What do you guys have going for your promo? Uh, I usually hand out some flyers that I, that I make and, uh, and uh, of course, contact some of the uh, uh, local clubs in the area. And, and I'm a member of the Sons of Confederate Veterans. I, I let a few camps know about that and expect to get some response from them. Uh, that that might be a good organization for other apple seeders to approach. They're all over the country. And what's the name of it? The Sons of the Confederate Sons of Confederate Veterans. Okay. I know that I've done. I do a lot of. Uh, I go and speak with the sons and daughters 
of the American Revolution, and uh, uh-huh. and they're always willing. If any of you guys ever want to speak at uh, any one of their meetings, it's almost guaranteed if you get a slot there. And uh, there's almost uh, almost every single city in America has uh, has some uh, connection. Usually, somebody will have a charter there. So, if you want to talk to the uh, sons or the daughters of the American Revolution. All you have to do is uh, call up your local chapter and uh, and ask them, and they'll say sure. Yeah, okay. we have a we have a I think one of those locally, but I ha- I haven't spoken to them yet. Well, give them a call and see what they say, and then then yeah. let me know what they say. But uh, everyone I've talked to has said sure. You know, uh, I think the only thing that uh, usually gets in the way is that most of the folks in the organizations are are retired, and so they usually have their meetings in the middle of the day during weekdays. So that would be the only, uh, uh, you know, the only drawback was that uh, you'd need to make some time in the middle of the day on a weekday, but uh, they've always been very accommodating to me. I'm retired, too, so that's no problem. There you go. <laughs> That'll work out perfect. Well, thanks for calling, Don, and I'll, I'll see about, uh, I'll, I'll find out for them why that's going on. And then uh, I guess uh, I guess if the only way I'm going to get around this is by getting the premium channel, I'll try and figure out some way to uh, some way to do that. I already told the kids that uh, that eating eating dinner every single day was uh, very overrated, and uh, <laughs> we could cut out some of the uh, we could cut out some of the dinner meals. <laughs> I think some of us need to. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Don. You got anything else? No, that's all. Good talking with you, Scout. Good talking with you, too, my brother. And I hope to see you again, too. It was really good and nice meeting you at uh, uh, in uh, Ramsher. Yes, I really enjoyed that, too, meeting with you and everybody else. I hope to see you again soon. And uh, Steve, of course, had to tell you hi. I guess he's going to be heading uh, uh, up to an event with you in... Uh, I don't remember where now he told me, but he said that he was going to be... In Canton? In Canton, yeah. You know, you remember Mr. McPeak? Yes, yes, indeed. I gave him his his orange hat. Yeah, that's right. And he's going to uh, be heading up to you over in Canton, I think. Good. Uh, So you'll see him soon. He got his uh, red hat, and uh, he actually uh, ran the event here this last weekend. Good. Good, I saw he got his red hat, and that was uh, that was very good. I'm looking forward to seeing him again. All right. Well, you take care of yourself. I'm not going to hang up on you. I'll just put you on mute here, and uh, and we'll take another call. Thank you, Don. Okay, Scout. Bye. All right. Uh, area code five seven five four nine one. How do, Scout? How you doing, brother? Fantastic. <laughs> you having a good evening this evening? Oh yes, I am. Doing a little bit of the final prep work for the shootout at White Sands next week. How does it look like it's going to go? Oh, it'll go great. It'll go great. Like any uh, any human endeavor, it'll have a few little glitches, but we're getting them ironed out, and it's going to be a great shoot, Scout. It's going to be a great yeah. shoot. Well, it's looking like it's going to turn out really good. I saw in the chat that uh, <coughs> that you said you were having – you were having a little bit of conflict with time, which was going to make you uh, 
missing a couple of the days of it. Yeah, I have uh, some kind of important stuff at work that's going to keep me away from it Monday and Tuesday. But I'll make the rest of the week, and uh, it'll be good. It'll be good. And they got a top-notch bunch of folks coming out to teach, and uh, they'll have an opportunity to learn from each other, too. And it's guaranteed it's going to be a good time for everybody there. Where are you planning on uh, on being on the 17th to 18th weekend? I'm going to be in Roswell. We're going to be going looking for some aliens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I saw a uh, post uh, today and that I thought I would uh, direct your attention to it. Uh, it was by a well-meaning Texas gentleman, but uh, he had posted some pictures <clears throat> and uh, he said he, he he admitted that he, he had not been on the forum in quite a while, but he posted some pictures of the uh, wedding container. He said, hey, "What do you guys think about this? You guys might want to talk to them about uh, having some events there." <laughs> I said, well, it looks like he hadn't been there in a while. I said, "That looks good. I think you got a great idea." I said, "But you might want to talk to Sam D and his crew because uh, they've got the Whittington Center sewed up for the last couple of years, so and uh, it is a nice place." Uh, so if, you guys, if you're into Mexico or you're thinking about where could I go to have a really great shoot at a really nice location, one of the places I would recommend is the Whittington Center. You know, Carl Stock and Blue Feather have got a schedule going there. Uh, I believe they've got a shoot there every month for the rest of the year, except maybe for July. Yeah, he posted uh, a picture, and it was right. It was from one of the cabins, you know, that and the. Uh, but the cabins look out at, uh, and I don't remember seeing, I don't remember if he said it was a morning picture or an evening picture, but it, cabins must look, there's a range run uh, north and south, I mean uh, east and west. The range runs more or less east and west, and the, the backstop mountain is on the north side. And you look out those cabins, and, and you got beautiful mountains yeah, all over was, the place out there. He was looking out of the one of the cabins. He said he was on the looking out of one of the cabins. And took a picture, and you could see down. Uh, it was almost in line with the range, and uh, it was just a beautiful location. But I thought that was kind of funny when he said, uh, "Yeah, you guys might want to talk to them because uh, <laughs> because the Whittington Center is is one of the uh, the premier New Mexico locations." It is. It's beautiful, fantastic facilities. The crew that run the place are as nice and cooperative as can be. Uh, everything I've heard, they've been just completely accommodating and uh Kyle Squawk and Blue Feather get up there and, and have a real regular run of shoots. They're uh great people. You couldn't shoot with better folks. You can't learn from better folks and you get the benefit of being on one of the greatest ranges in the world. In the world. Listen, stay on the line, I'm gonna bring another person on with us. Area code uh, seven eight one, you're on the air? Hi, Scout. Hey, who's this? Scout, this is Sprocket. Hey, Sprocket. Where are you at? I'm up in damn near Boston, Massachusetts. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I'm uh, representing the New England crew lately. It seems like you guys have a lot of uh, Texas and Midwest guys. I figured the Northeast has been slack and calling in, and I'm just picking up some slack. <laughs> well, that sounds good. Where are you going to be on the 17th, 18th weekend? Um, on... 17 and 18, I will be in Harvard, Mass., which is a short hop. It's actually closer to Concord than Boston is. And I'll be working with uh, Crack and his team. I'm not really sure who's on that shoot. 
but he's scheduled to have approximately, if I read the uh, information correctly, he's scheduled to have approximately 100 folks out for that shoot. Okay. Um, la- I guess last year it was one of the biggest shoots they had. They had, uh, and again, I, I want to make, you know, if I read correctly and if I remember correctly, I guess is the more accurate term, but uh, he said something like 90 orange hats. I don't know if that's true or not, but I know they had nigh on 100 people, and, and they're expecting to have um, quite the crowd at, at, the local, uh, at the local shoot. Well, that'll be great. That'll be great. Listen, I'm going to bring uh, uh, Tekris back with us because uh, he has some additional information that he needs to get out, and I want to give him a chance to do that. I believe it's about the, the women's shoot. Is that right, Tech? Yeah, that's right. We, uh, we are going to have Indiana's first all-women shoot uh, at Cloverdale, May 22nd and 23rd. Just got the word tonight from uh, USAFE that it's a go. Well, that's great. And we always have – we got we have good turnouts at those events, and, uh, and the ladies seem to enjoy it for a couple of reasons. They don't uh, – usually they, uh, they don't have any guys to the left or right of them trying to tell them how to shoot. They're just doing it themselves. And, uh, and we usually get some, uh, some good folks that uh, end up joining the program from those uh from those events and let me tell you uh we we i I don't know what the ratio is you can look at the on the forum uh it'll give you the stats for the ratio of the men to women in the program but that uh, that tells you a very tiny part of of what's going on because all of the women in the program they uh They do a lot, uh, and I've always said that uh, if you want to get something done, give it to one of the women in the program, and they'll get it done. Heck, if if I want to get something done, uh, I ask my wife if she'll do it, and uh, and she gets it done. So we uh, we always benefit from women becoming involved in the program, and I always try and push that. It's uh, it's very exciting. We've uh, we've working on making it happen and uh looks like it's finally gonna happen and we're uh, very excited to be able to, to do it here in Indiana. Right. And uh I believe we have uh another one coming up sometime in Ohio. I believe Dinky told me that she was working on one and uh and I'm willing to put one on here in Texas, uh because they've always gone well and uh, you know one of the things that uh one of the things I like about, uh, especially instructing women and, and women that have never shot before, and they always do really well because they don't come to the event uh, already knowing how to shoot. They just listen to the instruction, and they just assume that we must know what we're talking about, and they listen and they do it. And uh, when they do, they start scoring better than their husbands, and <laughs> there's always... There's always a little bit of tension there. I still remember the uh, shoot at Ramster, North Carolina, where uh, there was a woman and her husband and their two sons. And uh, the woman had never shot before. The man and the two sons had. The woman had never shot before, but because she didn't already, quote, know how to shoot, uh, she listened to the instruction. She applied the uh, techniques and mastered the skills that we uh that we were teaching, and by the end of the day on Sunday, 
She had outshot uh, her husband and her two sons, and uh, I'm telling you, she ran through the red coat, and she was jumping up and down and screaming, and uh, she even made the comment that they were going to stop at Walmart on the way home to buy the husband a nice, pretty pink dress. <laughs> so they, they must have had some kind of side bet going on or something. <laughs> but uh, but I, I'm always appreciative. So I'm glad that this is going on. All right, let's bring one more caller on the line with us. Uh, area code 916, you're on the air? Hey, Scout. Hey, who's this? This is Ball Dragon and Jules from Sacramento, California. Well, hey, guys. How y'all doing? We're doing just fine. We wanted to call up and say thanks for those flyers. They look beautiful. The what now? Did you have some flyers print up that accidentally got California on them? Oh, oh the, yeah, the, the new trifolds? Yeah, those are great. Yeah, they do look very, very nice. Those are... They did a great job on those. We're going to have uh, to do something to repay you guys. I really <laughs> yeah. appreciate those, and they're going out all over the place. Well, good, because, uh, you know, California, i got to say, i got the, the greatest respect for California, and uh, I really appreciate what, you, what y'all's crews out there are doing. <clears throat> you know, a couple of years ago, uh, we were getting ready to go into California, and there was this big brouhaha because they said, no, you can't go into California. California will throw you out, and they'll put you in jail, and nobody wants you there. And uh, and I just said, you know, that may be what some people are saying. I said, but I'm telling you, that is not what the majority of the Californians are saying. They're just they're getting uh, bullied by the tiny minority out there, and uh, and lo and behold, you guys uh, got the program together going out there in record time. Uh, you're turning in great uh, attendance at a lot of locations and making a lot of riflemen. And I think making it okay for folks to, uh, I, I, you know, I was talking to Bob a while back about this, and we were talking about how a lot of folks in California were uh, – I don't want to say afraid, but they, they, I'm sure that they, they thought they, they didn't want to bring up the fact that they like to shoot, you know, like in uh, mixed company, because uh, because of the bad connotations it had, and uh, and you know, I think a lot of people were, uh, they didn't think it was okay to say, you know what, I, I love my nation, I love my country. I'm not saying it's the most perfect one. But you know what? It's a lot better than a lot of other countries, and I love my nation, and I want to help uh, safeguard the freedoms and liberties that I have, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And uh, But you're absolutely right, Scout, to, to think that California really is the right place to do this. People are so upset with the way things are going, and the politicians not listening to the public that when I go out to a gun show and I start talking to people, they just flock. They just come in and, and droves. California has made it so easy for me to do this. Well, you know, I told uh, and there's that old saying that as California goes, so goes the nation. You know, meaning that you guys, uh, a lot of times you guys set the standards uh, out there and that everybody says, oh, California's doing it. We better start doing it. And guess what? 
I, I like it. I like that saying now, and I like uh, that attitude because California is going apple seed, and uh, as California goes, so goes the nation. So I'm ready for the rest of the nation uh, to pick up the speed, to pick up the challenge, and uh, uh, just as uh, as fervently as California has. I tell you, I've been looking. Last year, when in January when Appleseed came, I was just in awe of what was being done, and I knew right away that this was something that I wanted to be part of, and I haven't regretted it not one bit. It has helped bring so much for me and my wife, Jules, that uh, you know I can never repay already with what Appleseed has done for us and our family. And, I just can't say enough. So well, great. you know, I, I haven't met you guys, but uh, but you both, I've read uh, a lot of the stuff that uh, you guys have written, and uh, you both seem like like great folks. You seem like uh, like it, like the Appleseed folks, who are the best in the nation. Uh, now, your your better half, she seems like she's usually ready to uh, to uh, to just scrap. She's like she's ready to, he's ready to go after folks. What? <laughs> I guess uh, I guess that's going to get me one right there. Uh, I enjoy the I enjoy the, you guys' attitude about this. You guys always seem like you are ready, uh, to lend a hand, and uh, so I, I look forward to seeing to meeting you guys uh, when I come out to California. I don't know when that's going to be yet, but uh, I'm certainly going to try. I'm make it to put it on the schedule this year. For next week, but uh, it's still a long drive. Where are you going to be? White Sands with Sam. Oh, that's right. Yep. Well, I look forward to meeting you guys, and I certainly appreciate uh, what you guys have been doing. And uh, and don't stop. Keep the keep the the volume and the pace just as breakneck as possible. Uh, you know, I wrote a. Uh, I wrote a a piece for a blog. Uh, well, I guess it's been almost a year ago now, and uh, and one of the things I was talking about was time, and that that one night I was sitting there in the middle of the night, and I was very very tired. I wanted to go to sleep, uh, but there was still a lot of stuff I had left to do, paperwork and stuff, and getting stuff ready for the next day, going over my notes and stuff like that. And I was thinking. Why? Why? Why am I doing this? Why? Why did I just drive twenty hours to get here? Why? Why can't I just go to sleep? And is it really this important? You know, is what I'm doing really that important? I'm treating it like it's one of the most important things in the in the world. And and why? And and the answer is because I, I think that it is. I think that it is one of the most important things that I'm doing. And time is not our friend in this uh, endeavor. Time is not something that we have the luxury of wasting. We have to – now, you can't go at Appleseed like a 100-yard dash. You, you just can't. You'll burn yourself up to a crisp. Uh, but you have to treat it like a marathon, and you have to realize that that time is not our friends, that, that we can't put this off until tomorrow or next week or next month or next year. 
we've got to we've got to treat this as one of the most important things in our life because it is because what we do today what we do as individuals and as an organization is going to determine the type of a community the type of a nation that we hand off to our kids as a matter of fact, I, I actually, you know, every once in a while, I'll wake up in the middle of the night, like almost in a cold sweat. And in my mind is, have I done enough? Have I done enough? You know, I, I didn't know that I was supposed to be doing anything uh, for 30 years. So I'm already 30 years behind the ball. A- am I doing enough? Am I doing it fast enough? Am I doing it fast enough to make a difference? Is what I'm saying getting to enough people to make a difference? I'm right there with you, Scout. When I I've been looking for something for for ten years before I stumbled into Appleseed, and immediately I knew that this was the thing that I was looking for. You know, I'm there's a lot of things that that uh, in fact there's not a whole lot of things that I do really well. Shooting a rifle was one that I was pretty good at. Just couldn't figure out how I could use that to improve our country, and I knew that I wanted to do something for my kids and my grandkids. And when they handed me the hat, that's what I told everybody that was watching: "This ain't for me. This, I'm not doing this because this is the thing that I'd rather be doing on a Saturday night. I'm doing this because this is the thing that saved my kids. It'll make sure that they don't become slaves. It'll make sure they have the liberties that I've always enjoyed." Right, right, and you know what the the other side of that is is that the things that I'm doing. You know, we talked last uh, last week with uh, Jack Spirko from Survival Podcast, <clears throat> and one of the points that uh, that I was trying to make with that is that you can live a certain type of lifestyle, which in, it, which enables you to be prepared in the event of some type uh, of an emergency. You can live that kind of lifestyle and without it bothering you, without it taking away from what you're doing now. You just have to change a few things and realize uh, that you're going to start living and thinking in a certain way, okay? You can live that kind of lifestyle, and that's the same thing with the Appleseed program. You can live the apple seed lifestyle. You can do that the same way as you would live any other kind of lifestyle. The only thing you're doing is you're changing a few things. So the things that I'm doing, the things that I'm teaching my children are the same things that I would be teaching them, uh, you know, no, no matter no matter what I was doing, uh, in order to try and make them better individuals, better people, to try and make myself better, to try and make my home a better home, to make my community a better community, my state a better state, and my nation a better nation. It's the things that I would be doing anyway. A lot of the, if I knew what to do in the past, it's what I would have been doing. I just didn't know how to put it together. And uh, when I when I first, again, when I stumbled on Appleseed, I was so amazed. And I, I thought Fred was an absolute genius. And then I started doing some research and found out how it all came together and realized he's just really smart. <laughs> <laughs> and a lucky man. And we really appreciate everything that he got started. We want to make
said, it's picking up steam. I got people coming in left and right that want to be part of it, and uh, the state of California has really made our job easy. So we yeah, Bob said that you guys had finally, like, turned a corner, and that you had gone from uh, from having to go out and beg rangers hat in hand to the rangers now lining up and saying, hey, uh, would you guys mind coming to do an event uh, at our range? And uh, that is a complete mindset change, you know. Yeah, when you got rangers calling you up and asking you to come out, and uh, we just show up in Fresno, and we've already got—they've already set up the target backers for us, and they come and they serve us lunch for next to nothing. It's amazing. Wow. And uh, for all you guys that uh, that are out there thinking about, uh, uh, you know, doing something with your wives or something, I think that. Uh, I believe we still have the program in place where, uh, well, you know what, uh, somebody else better, more familiar with it or that can remember it better, say it than me. I don't want to put something out over the air and then and then get stuck with paying for everybody's hotel bills. But I believe that if you do, uh, that if you do 12 events in a year, in a one-year period, that, uh, that you get uh, to take your wife along and that then uh, Fred pays for the extra day. Uh, so you do the 12 events, and then uh, <clears throat> you pick one to take your wife along on, and then he'll pay for the uh, for the Monday night, and uh, you guys can just, uh, you know, go out and uh, and have a nice day, do something for yourselves on Monday, and, and Fred will pay for the hotel on Monday night. Well, I, I know if any instructors around here do uh, 12 in a year, and they want to come to our place and stay an extra night, <laughs> they're welcome to bring them <laughs> Well, that sounds good to me. Well, I'm going to, uh, I have no idea what happened to uh, Paul from Poker Face. Uh I don't know if he's going to uh, show up or not. He only has a few minutes left to do it. But what I will do is I'm going to play another of his, uh, another of the songs for them, and uh, you guys can listen to this and see what you think. Uh, I, I enjoy the music, and uh, and like I said, it really makes me happy that that there are still folks who think that it's okay, uh, you know, to to write a song. Uh, praising freedom, liberty in your own nation. So here's another song coming from uh, from Poker Face. All right, let's see what we got here. And uh, I, I was not sure what the title of this one is. I was waiting for I was depending on him to tell me the title because uh, in his files that he sent me, he just has them listed as numbers. So, all right, here we go. Yeah. 
And uh, so uh, I'll ask you guys to make sure you read the introduction because uh, it uh, brings up a lot of points uh, that that a lot of folks don't really bring up uh, in history. One of the things is that Paul Revere's ride was uh, it was virtually uh, abandoned for a couple of hundred years here in uh, in America. And, uh, you know, one of the first movies that was made uh, about a hundred years ago was uh, was made by Thomas Edison, and it was Paul Revere's ride. And, uh, and he brings up a lot of great points, and he'll be able to answer a lot of questions that folks have. There's a lot of stuff, I'm sure, that... Uh, that when you read the book, it just gives you some more questions. So uh, make sure that everybody puts that on their calendar so that they can uh, can be here for that evening and ask those questions that they have. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. <clears throat> I'm trying to... Uh, uh, I'm laughing... I'm, Trying to read and uh, type here at the type here at the same time, so, so I that's pretty of, rough to do. That slows my bandwidth down. So, <laughs> and uh, uh, Ball Dragon, you still there? Yeah, still here. Okay. And what did you think about the music? I enjoyed it. <laughs> did you? <laughs> uh, like Sam said, the, the telephone does not do it justice. I'm sure that uh, if I once I get on YouTube and listen to it, it'll be a, it'll have much better bandwidth. Uh, so I'm I looking forward. A, to it. I give it a five. It wasn't good to dance to. What? What? Did, did Scrappy say she gave it a five? Give it a five. It wasn't good to dance to. Ah, okay. No, it's, it's meant to. It's meant to sit there and. What what I envision uh, a good thing for it to be would be like if you were if you were trying to remove the brass from your from your bore, that would be some good uh, aggressive music for you to vigorously uh, move that rod back and forth, scrub that brass and that lead out of the bore. Uh, <laughs> you know, bore scrubbing music. Yeah, bore scrubbing music. It, you know, it keeps you keeps you going. You know, bore scrubbing is kind of a uh, you know, very tedious thing. So you, you need something to lift your spirits while you're doing that. And I think that would be some great music for that. <laughs> uh, and you never know. You know, there could be, you could develop some dance moves which could uh, work out for that music. So, uh, you know, that's it. there you go. She said, I, I heard Scrappy say she would try. You'd have to be scrubbing pretty hard to do that. <laughs> Well, listen, I, 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 don't, I hate even bringing this up or even admitting this, but uh, uh, several years ago, uh, more than several, many, many years ago, uh, I'd gotten a, a rifle. I said, I'm going to clean this rifle out good. And uh, I got the rod and uh, the, uh, you know, the bore brush and everything, and I mounted it on a high-speed drill and uh, started running it back and forth through that barrel. I mean, just giving it, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, little did I realized what I was doing to the barrel. Then I just said, "I'm going to clean this thing good." And uh, 
I had that you know that thing running at uh, several hundred RPM, back and forth and back and forth, and uh, you know trying to make it shine. And I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember if I looked in there and said, "No, I can still see some lines in there. I better keep going." <laughs> <laughs> Working on your new smoothbore. Huh? Yeah, there you go. And get this thing clean, man. Get those lines out of that barrel. <laughs> it was just a. It was just an old twenty-two. So I. Can't imagine that uh, you know I did a whole lot of damage to it, but you know that was uh, that was then and this is now. You know nowadays they they make all kinds of devices and stuff so that you don't touch the uh, you know the crown of the uh, the barrel and uh, make sure that uh, only the exact things are supposed to be uh, touching the inside of the barrel and the rifling etc. Which is great, you know and. Uh, and the more you know, the better uh, you can maintain uh, a tool. And I think about that the same way that I think about uh, my my duties and my obligations to the nation. You know, before, I thought, I think Sam and I talked about this one evening, too, is that, you know, whenever I was, uh, you know, I did my six years in the military. And when I got through, I said, you know, that's it. I did it. I did my... Uh, I did my duty. I'm paid in full. And uh, that's the way I thought about it for a long time. And I think about that the same way I think about running that uh, that brush down that barrel and spinning it fast. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know. And so I did a stupid thing. And the same way that I said my debt is paid now, and I said a stupid thing, and I thought a stupid thing. And And as you get older... Then you, you're hopefully you learn from uh, from your interaction with the world, and and you become wiser, and you realize that you can't pay your debt in full to the nation. That you have a sacred obligation that you carry with you every single day. You carry that obligation with you every single day. That your duty to safeguard and care for this nation, to safeguard the freedoms and liberties that the founders left to us, the, the duty to maintain uh, the, the freedoms that the Constitution uh, provides for us, that our nation provides for us, to maintain uh, those freedoms and liberties. And the only way you can do it is by understanding that you have a a a daily obligation to do that. Uh, I know for years I thought, "What good? I, I, I'm not even going to vote. Why would I vote? What good would it do?" Uh, in my mind, it was uh, there was already a foregone foregone conclusion of a bunch of uh, corrupt politicians. Uh, and like I said, this is this wasn't recently. This has been 30 years ago, and uh, and now I realize that the the power that they have, it only comes from us. The, any power that they have, they have derived from us, and we can remove that power uh, just as easily as we give it. That we have a duty to let our senators, our congressmen know what our needs are, our wishes, our desires, and to communicate them to those folks. Because, first of all, uh, we're doing them a disservice if we do not. 
because they they may genuinely genuinely not know what the needs of uh, their folks are. And unless you communicate those needs to them, they're not going to know. They're not going to be able to uh, to divine it through some form of uh, extrasensory perception. They're going to have to hear it from you. And the other thing is to make sure that once you've told them that they do something about it. And you hear folks all the time saying, well, I'm just not going to vote because it didn't do any good or they didn't do what I asked. Listen, if they don't do what they ask, you know, people all the time make those threats. Well, if you don't do such and such, then I'm going to vote for somebody else or I'm going to vote uh, some other way. Well, you have an obligation to yourself and to that representative to fulfill your promise of doing that. First of all, you need to make them know, make it known to them what your needs and wishes are. And second, you need to make sure that if they do not fulfill them, that you get rid of them and you get somebody who will listen. And uh, I know that there's always an ongoing uh, argument about that. But the majority of the people, now every time this has happened, it's worked. Every time that uh, they've started to do something and everybody has gotten uh, their dander up and said, well, we're going to let them know we don't want it. And they do, and guess what? The congressmen and those representatives, they back off. And why do they do that? Hopefully because it's the will of the people. But I'll tell you what else you can count on is that nobody has as good a job as they have. Nobody only has to work a couple of days a week, and yet at the end of their uh, their term, their single term, they can retire with the full pay. Nobody has as good of a, a medical plan as them. No one uh, has as uh, sweet a feather bed as they have. You think they want to take the chance of losing that? All you have to do is make sure that they know that you and your buddies are going to do everything in your power to take their feather bed from them if they do not listen to what you say. And they're going to listen. And if you think that your vote only counts for one vote and it will just get lost in the whole mishmash, even if you call and talk to them, listen, you're wrong about that. Here's why. Because the apathy and the laziness that has become so common and so widespread in our nation are, are, are equally parts of, uh, of what keep folks from speaking to their senators and congressmen. So if you call your congressman as your senator and you let them know what your, uh, what your needs are, what your desires are, if you ask them or tell them that you want them to vote a certain way on a certain bill, etc., Now, your vote is no longer just one vote. Your vote is going to be standing in place for X number of other folks out there, the folks that are too lazy to call, because they actually have the the mathematics of it worked out. Uh, Depending on where you are, it might be one person in every 500 will call and ask and say something to their congressman, or one person in every... uh, uh, 5,000, or even 10,000. Think about that for a minute. Your vote is no longer one vote. Your don't, your, 
you're telling your congressman or your representative not to vote about something is no longer just that one message. You're standing in place for uh, 10,000 other folks. Make sure that your congressman or your representative know what your needs are, what your wants, and what your desires are. All right. The English lady is speaking in my ear, uh, saying it's time to go. I want to tell everybody who called tonight, uh, thank you, all the folks that listen. Be sure and put uh, March 16th on your calendar uh, for uh, for Dr. Fisher's uh, evening. Uh, next week, <clears throat> we're going to have a, a variety of guests on. I think we're going to have uh, Jim Tome from the uh, Indiana Second Amendment Patriots and uh, Chris Knox from the Firearms Coalition. These guys have both been on before, and each time uh, they've had uh, we've had a great time with them. They're both very intelligent men. Uh, they've got a lot to say uh, about uh, rifle marksmanship and about freedom and liberty also. So I hope to put that on the schedule. Uh, thank you, Sam. Thanks, Ball Dragon. Thanks, uh, Scrappy. Uh, I look forward to seeing you guys all this next week. And uh, I'm going to take us out with a little bit of music here. And this is going to be uh, this is going to be dedicated to Scrappy. Uh, this is another poker face. Good night, everybody.